Welcome to the So That Got Me Thinking podcast. I am your host Nat and if you like exploring womanhood, motherhood, how we strive and fail, psychology and spirituality, then this is the place for you. A weekly podcast where we look at hints, tips, books, coaching, special guests to help us all grow together. Podcast. I'm your host Nat and today we've got a really special guest. So we have got Ashton Lias who is founder of That Glow, a new service-based business specialising in women's mental health. Ashton has a master's in psychiatric nursing and has worked in mental health for over 10 years, including eating disorders, postnatal depression, anxiety, schizophrenia, drug and alcohol, and then adolescence. But her true passion is working with women to work on their self-worth, body image, and relationships. Ashton, thank you so much for your time and being on the podcast today. So exciting to be here. I am really excited to dive right in. So tell me about That Glow. What is it all about? So I'll just, it's That Inner Glow, sorry. Oh, Um, Yeah, so, no, that's fine. Um, So the name sort of says it all. Um, When I was working in eating disorders, I just... Uh, the girls I was working with were so caught up on um, just being perfectionists and um, obviously their body image and just having absolute self-loathing and so we really got down to thinking about you know what is it like they got to their goal weight and they still weren't happy so what is it that made people like girls happy and um, yeah I just um, you meet those people who just have that energy and that inner glow and um Ooh. so yeah I guess I, I'm building my business around find, helping women find that inner glow and um not focusing on you know their body image or anything external so yeah and that's so true isn't it because we've all got those certain people that they've just got that buzz around them haven't they you just want to get involved with things because they're there mm. they just got like this like you say that glow or that magic about them yeah and it doesn't have anything to do with weight or absolutely not um, yeah how even like how how smart they are their accomplishments it's it's really comes down to confidence and energy and um I think just being kind is has a big thing to do with it I love what you said about the people you used to work with because sometimes I work with um young women and sometimes I just think I wish you could just see how I see you like, oh, I, I think, know you know when I think I think you're amazing like you're so yeah. the, your potential you've got and you're so articulate and you're so like you're just so smart like I wish I was half the woman you are at your age and but then they don't see it and I think maybe that's the part isn't it that you've got to see it and it's sometimes even as adults we don't see it so it's really yeah. uh, I love that part when you said that so yes so yeah, I agree. And I think it's a big part of it, isn't it? So when you're, you've been working with mental health for so long. Um, yeah. What? I, this is a huge question, Ashton. You haven't got, you <laughs> haven't got to do all this. Um, is it, does it all come down to maybe the self-worth and what we tell ourselves about us? Uh, it's so complex. I don't think Absolutely. it comes down to, yeah, it's so complex. Like I think, with eating disorders, um, a lot of it does, but mm-hmm. um, obviously, you know, it's it's a clinical um, disease as disease, well. There's, yeah, yeah. There's biological factors. There's family factors. There's oh, so many things. But um, 
yeah, I think with as women, we are so harsh on ourselves and we have so much potential. And like you say, it's so easy to see someone else's amazingness, but it's hard for us to see our own. And I think that's where it's important to sometimes get that support because sometimes you just need someone else to sort of show you what you don't see in yourself. Yeah. Have you had and mentors you have- in your life? Um, I've had, a, I've got really good friends and I think, yeah. yeah, I've had some older women who, yeah, encouraged me a lot, especially actually when I had a baby, um, my midwife was amazing and it's so nice to just have someone remind you of your strength and what they see in you and yeah, it's so nice. But I think a lot of us don't like, um, I think oh, in my family, so my mum is terrible communicating emotions like she just ignores mm-hmm. everything and tries to sweep it under the rug and I yeah. I think that's made me sort of go the opposite way okay can you relate what's absolutely how I, about can, you? I can relate so um just I think I what intrigues me is that you've sort of taken it the other way I think a lot of people I work with or I know would be like well um, I'll just do exactly the same because we pattern, don't we? We we copy because um, mm. that's our role model. So the fact that you've gone the other way really intrigues me. So, would you say that you're really yeah. good at communicating your emotions? Is that really important to you in your relationships? Yes, I think so. Mm. Otherwise, nothing gets solved, and I've seen it in my own family. Like it's torn so many relationships apart with people just holding grudges and not yeah. not voicing their and and the thing is when you when you have the skills to to say it in the way that doesn't offend people and when you're not caught up in your emotional reactions like it's yes. not that scary and it's not a big deal <laughs> yeah I know so, but some people find it so out of their, out, out, yeah out of their comfort yeah. zone and like you said if if we're presuming we know what some people are thinking or feeling because they don't offer it up willingly Yes. It does. It does bring that toxicity, doesn't it, to relationships? Yeah. Because then, if you're, they're not open with their emotions, they're not comfortable telling you. You feel like, oh well, okay, well I'm presuming you feel like this, and they're like, really? That's not how I. F- I've had those conversations where I'm like, really? That's not what I thought at all. But unless you yeah. feel you've got that space to have the, that open dialogue, it can be, it can really quickly spiral into something that is way out of control. And like you say, just have yeah. total breakdowns of relationships and and people's families yeah it's really sad um I know I think yeah feelings like it is scary for people and even when you do have those skills it's still confronting and but I think you just have to value the relationship over the scary conversations and just have the same goal of working through it if if the other person doesn't have the same goal as you or they just are getting defensive or attacking it's not really going to go anywhere so it's hard it is and communication is a skill isn't it I know we all we all kind of think like you know I come from when I was in uni I did like a communications part of my degree and at the time I thought oh my gosh (laughs) I I do this all the time I communicate all the time and then when you go into it in in more detail I'm thinking this is actually really interesting because we've all got different styles of communicating or ways we absorb information or the ways we do things. And I was like, oh, actually, there's a lot in this. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And when you work in um, like jobs like ours, it's sort of easy to forget that not everyone has those skills. And so, Yeah. yeah. It's nice to have friends in the same field, so. And it would be, I think it should be taught in schools, like, it, and I think it oh should be God, taught same. to everyone. Yes. Have you heard of um, 
or you probably have DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. Therapy, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that should be taught in schools so badly. It would I help. We, should, we need to start a revolution, Aston. I'm ready to. <laughs> I'm ready to start. So, Ashton, I've got a question that I ask everybody on this podcast. Yeah. Has there been a time in your life where something's happened, or you've read something, or anything at all, and it has changed the way you show up in the world? Yes. So, um, a few years back, I was in a very relationship, and ah, you think you know yourself, and you think you're pretty headstrong in the world, but then, oh my God, relationships can really mess you around. So, yeah, yeah. I found myself in this toxic relationship. Um, it was sort of the whole frog in boiling water thing. I didn't really yes. realize until it was too late. Um, but yeah, it just really broke down my own self-worth and I had to really do a lot of inner work to get out of it. And, oh, I'm so embarrassed looking back, but yeah, it really, um, really transformed my own self-worth and what I put up with in relationships and what I, um, yeah, feel like I deserve at the end of the day, really. Oh, that's a big one, isn't it? What we deserve. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I like that a lot. I think that's important. I think we never consider that very often. Yeah, which is the first thing we should be considering, really. Absolutely. Um, so if you don't like me and me asking, how did you, what did you process did you go through to kind of get that? In a glow back, how did you go through that? Was it a case of time as a healer as, as well as different things, reading? Like how, what was it for you? I, I think, know we're all going to be individual, aren't we? Yeah, I, my friend actually asked me this when I was um, coming out of it. She's like, so what do you think's helped you? And I sort of got it down to three things. I think um, guided meditations mm-hmm. um, with Tara Brack. She's a um, yes, psychologist. I, have you heard of her? Yeah, yeah I have. She's, She's amazing. Yeah, so I listen to her like religiously, um, music and mates, like spending time with friends, but also just I did a lot of spiritual inner work and um, yeah, it took a while. I was I was pretty lost, um, but I think just hitting that rock bottom and then building your way back up the way you want it to be and just realizing, oh like this is not serving me at all and my you know my friends could see it they kept telling me my relationship wasn't good for me but you just don't listen when you're in it and then yeah you just have to learn yeah the hard way sometimes but um if I can help people not have to get to that rock bottom point then that's good yeah because I think we all think we have to like you say get to the very bottom but we could just go to halfway and rebuild yeah (laughs) yeah but um, I think that's a really like empowering message for people that sometimes life just does not work out how we think. And sometimes we never, we don't even notice it until we're in it, until it's too late. Yes. Um, yeah, I think if I was more aware of those, I think I had like uh, vulnerabilities at the start. Mm-hmm. I think I was, I really wanted to be in a happy relationship. I met someone, it was like great chemistry and I, I wanted it to be something that it wasn't. And I just yeah. had a hard time sort of, being honest with myself about it I think I can totally resonate with that yeah because, because yeah 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 because you see the red flags mm. and you're like oh but oh, oh so many of but, them <laughs> but then there's so many there's a few green flags like and I shouldn't be judging because you know we're all you know because you do like this area of self-development and things like well you know 
you know, perhaps we're having a bad day and we're not all perfect. And I can totally resonate with like almost talking yourself into or out of a relationship. Um, Yes, I can absolutely resonate. Yeah. And if I think it comes down to if you have really good self-awareness and you're aware of, you're not being totally honest with yourself and having the like yeah the self-worth that some there is someone better out there for you who's going to treat you the way you deserve I think once I after that toxic relationship I did all that self self-worth work and then Mm. I got I got an amazing relationship where I'm treated like a queen so it's yeah it's nice to be on the other side of it looking back now (laughs) oh I love the queen yeah that's good because I wrote after I went through a similar um, experience, I wrote a list of non-negotiables. So, oh, really? Yeah, and not just, like, physical. Like, these are the things I will not, like, I will not be okay with. Um, yeah. And almost, like, reminding myself. Because when you're in it, it's really easy to forget, isn't it, that this whole process yeah. has been just almost like, yeah, my self-worth checklist of things that are non-negotiable for me at any point. Yeah, you have to be really strong to sort of be... My barometer yeah (laughs) (sighs) it's so hard when you're in it but if you have that support like support around you it's so much easier absolutely I know you took like talking about support I know um you have a baby and I know that for me was a part when I like my identity changed really and I felt like Mm. I needed to change change what I thought support was because it's not just about can someone have my baby while I go to work or while I pop out or anything. It's more <laughs> about that support of remembering who you are as a person yeah. and then reestablishing yourself as a mum and finding out what that means because you never know until that baby's there. So is that some a point where support and kind of going back to that inner glow and that self-esteem really kind of shone yes, through for you? Absolutely. Yeah. It was really the catalyst of me reassessing my whole career really because um yeah I had a little girl and I just I was thinking about all the ways I wanted to teach her to be and learn from my lessons and everything um and you can probably relate and mm-hmm. yeah keeping your identity as a mum um I love that saying where you know the baby's when you have the baby the baby's born but you're also it's reborn yeah because yeah. it's such a big change and um yeah, it just makes you really reassess everything, like who you've got in your life, the person you want, the role model you want to be, the things you want, the person you, you want to try and teach your baby to be, especially a girl. I feel like um, this day and age is so much harder on girls with social media and everything. Oh, so, yeah, how about you? You've got a daughter, don't you? I have two girls and there a boy. Yeah, so I went to, I have 16 and a, a 16-year-old and a 12-year-old girls and then a 14-year-old boy in the middle. And I, yeah. yeah, and I wouldn't say I parent them differently, but I'm just aware of the different pressures for boys mm. and girls, like the different like pain points, I suppose, of where yeah. they're going to feel like, you know, this because obviously we've got the whole like toxic masculinity stuff, but then we've also got, you know... Yeah. Oh, we were talking the other day about toxic femininity and how we're almost like we sometimes as women if you haven't got your right tribe is trying like competing with each other well I've done that well I'm doing this oh, yeah. you've got to get the right people I think that is the topic of the podcast is you've got to get those right people around you yeah it's um yeah I've, um I'm a big advocate for being very um intentional with who I I share my energy with I like to say um because yeah it's just it it affects you so much um 
And they say, you know, you're a you're a combination of the top five people you spend time with. And I think, yeah, you need to have those people who are bring out the best in you and aren't going to judge you and you feel safe with for sure. Because I call them radiators or drainers. So in your life, who yeah. are the people that light you up <laughs> or that drag you down. So I'm always assessing if you're on the radiator yeah. or the drainer. I'm yes, always deciding <laughs> where you sit on my conundrum level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And um, Ashton, where can people find it more about you and that inner glow? Yep. So my Instagram is that.inner.glow and um, that links to my website and everything. Um, and that's pretty much, oh, I'm using Pinterest a little bit, but Instagram's my main thing. Perfect. And I will link your Instagram to this when the recording goes out. Ashton, thank you so thank much you. for your time. And I know thank obviously so it's like evening coffee. for you over there when we're recording this. So yeah. I really appreciate your time. I hope no, you have a fabulous day. Thank you too. Thank you so much. Have a lovely week, everyone. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's edition of the podcast. If you did, please give us a review or share this podcast with a friend. And I will see you next week on the So That Got Me Thinking podcast.